Where do the Cardinals rank when it comes to the top lineups in all of baseball? The latest news and rumors from around the league, including one NL Central team paying a steep amount to get rid of someone. Plus, a former Cy Young Award winner could be back on the mound in 2023. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Also available on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So the St. Louis Cardinals offense in 2022 was a very good offense. I I know we look at them and we see all the deficiencies and uh, we point out who stinks and who didn't do what and who should have been better, but we don't always give credit to all the good stuff that they did. So last year, let me just take you back here, okay? The Cardinals ranked 10th overall in batting average, okay? 10th. Eh, it's all right. But they were 5th in runs scored, 10th in hits, 6th in doubles, ninth in home runs, 5th in RBIs, 6th in total bases, 7th in walks. They had the 5th lowest strikeout total, 4th in on-base percentage, 7th in slugging percentage, and 5th in OPS. That's getting it done. This was a very good offense. And we pointed out on numerous occasions that this all happened during down years for Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. You hardly got anything out of the catcher position from Yadier Molina and Andrew Kisner. Paul DeYoung, awful once again this year. Now, in fairness, you did get some surprise production from a couple of guys. Rookie Brendan Donovan, Lars Newbar, and of course, number five, Albert Pujols, who nobody, nobody, I don't care who you are, you're lying if you said Albert Pujols was going to do what he did prior to uh, the season starting. When they signed him in late spring training, nobody saw this coming. It was almost like a, a St. Louis miracle, all the stuff that he put together. So um, they, did get, they did get some production out of some unlikely spots. And heading into free agency, the idea was to find another bat to replace the Pujols production. And they also wanted to upgrade the offensive side coming from the catcher position. And they do both of that with the Contreras signing, right? And it didn't cost them any of their up-and-coming productive prospects. Names like Juan Yepes, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newbar, who apparently everybody in Major League Baseball wants now, which is good. You, di you didn't need to give up these guys to go out and improve that particular position and get the bat that you think uh, will, will replace what Albert did last year. Now I realize that we wish the team would throw money around like the Mets are doing and land some other impact bats to this group to kind of push them closer to the top of the league. And I don't, I don't think it's the ownership necessarily being cheap. I mean, there is an argument they they should be spending more money than they are for sure. And I'm, I'm completely on board with that. I, I do find them to be a little stingy when it comes to the payroll, considering how much they're worth. But 
I think they also really, really like the guys that they already have on this roster. And they want to give them an opportunity to perform before making any rash decisions like doling out $200 million contracts to people. Now, just because the Mets owner spends his money without a care in the world doesn't mean the Cardinals have to. And they still prefer to run this franchise like a business. And that's just the way things are. And we've got to accept that. They're never going to be like those other teams. That's just not in their nature. It's not how they're doing it. With that being said, after all the massive contracts that have been handed out this offseason and the Cardinals only adding Contreras thus far, how does this team, currently constructed, stack up against the other top lineups in Major League Baseball? That's what we're going to get into right now. Anthony Castro Vince said MLB.com put together his top 10 list. All right, mind you, this is his top 10 list. So don't yell at me if you don't agree with this list because I didn't make it. Anthony did it, okay? And at number one, he's got the New York Mets, which I guess wouldn't surprise too many people considering what they've done this offseason. You've got the addition of Carlos Correa, barring uh, a physical or something weird happening. And they also re-signed Brandon Nemo. They also feature Francisco Lindor at shortstop. Correa is, uh, I guess, going to go over to third base. That's the idea. Uh, they've got slugger Pete Alonzo at first base. We know how good he is. Jeff McNeil coming off of a, a batting title at second base. You've got Starling Marte in the outfield. Daniel Vogelback, Mark Canna, Omar Narvaez at catcher. And they've got top prospect Francisco Alvarez coming up as a catcher as well, who was uh, quite the hitter in the minor league. So they got a good lineup, obviously. Uh, and at number two, you've got the San Diego Padres who, with a healthy Fernando Tatis Jr., look pretty darn intimidating on paper. You've got Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado. They've acquired uh, Xander Bogarts. Jake Cronenworth is there. Uh, they grabbed Matt Carpenter. All right, if Matt Carpenter is anything like he was as he, you know, with the Yankees this past year, that's a bonus for him. Uh, Hassan Kim, Austin Nola, Trent Grisham. Those top four guys, though, when you look at it, Tatis Jr., Soto, Machado, Bogarts, it's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Uh, number three, he's got the defending champion Houston Astros, who were stacked again. They didn't really lose anything. Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, World Series MVP Jeremy Pena. They re-signed Michael Brantley, and oh yeah, they added former AL MVP Jose Abreu to the mix. Number four, they got the Toronto Blue Jays. George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Matt Chapman over at third base, uh, the catcher combo, which we are now very familiar with in St. Louis, Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. They did trade Teoscar Hernandez to the Mariners, who got some bullpen help for him, but uh, that that knocks them down a bit. But still, a solid lineup, and if those catchers continue to hit the way you know we read a lot about in this offseason because there was thoughts that maybe – they would be a good fit on this Cardinals team. But if they continue to hit, then that's a, that's a good lineup as well, right? Then you've got the Cardinals at number five. So here is his projected lineup. And you know what I'd like to do here? I would like to add, let's go ahead and add this lineup to the uh, YouTube page here so, so everybody can see it. Because I want you to be able to look at this and uh, see what he's got posted up there for you. All right, here we go. Click that over there. There you go. So that's what he's got, okay? Number five, he's got the Cardinals. And here's the lineup that he posted. He's got leading off Tommy Edmond at shortstop. 
Batting second, Wilson Contreras catching. Batting third, Paul Goldschmidt at first. Batting fourth, Nolan Arenado at third. Number five, Brendan Donovan batting in the five hole at second base. Tyler O'Neill at number uh, six in left field. Batting seventh, Lars Newbar in right. Batting eighth, Juan Yepes at DH. And batting ninth in center field, Dylan Carlson. And here's what he wrote up about the Cardinals, okay? Though the Cardinals will sure miss that surprisingly vintage performance they got from Albert Pujols in the second half of 2022, Contreras replacing Yadier Molina is pretty much as big an offensive upgrade as you can possibly make with a single signing. Thanks to MVP caliber seasons from Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and the emergence of the likes of Donovan and Newtbar, the Cards ranked fifth in runs and weighted runs created plus last year. They could further be boosted by top prospect Jordan Walker. Now, as we've said before, if you get the years from our guy Tyler Broneal and Carlson that you had in 2021, as opposed to the ugliness that we got last year, I mean, this offense is pretty freaking good. And I don't necessarily understand why he's got Donovan batting in the number five hole. I don't really get that one. And Contreras at number two. I would probably swap them, like I would switch those spots, or you could swap Donovan to Newbar. Uh, if Carlson becomes the guy he was his rookie year, you could see him move up in the order as well. Uh, the more productive you are, the you know higher in the lineup you're probably going to hit. But when healthy, this order offers 15 or more home runs from at least six of the nine hitters, right? Uh, Edmund, Donovan, and Newbar being the ones that might top out at less than 15 home runs, although Newbar hit 14 this past year. So maybe maybe his production goes up. It's a possibility. Uh, you've got Gorman with power off the bench with Pop as well. You really just need O'Neill and Carlson to bounce back and everyone else to just be who they are. And you can see why this lineup is thought so highly of. Now, the uh, teams behind uh, the Cardinals on his particular list here, he's got in order the Braves, the Dodgers, Phillies, Yankees, and the Guardians. Now. <laughs> I could argue that the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Phillies have better lineups than the Cardinals. I, I could argue that. Uh, but again, I think sometimes, you know, we watch this team every day. I watch this team every day. And maybe we don't realize how good they really are. You know, how truly productive this lineup can be. You know, you see something every day and it, it loses its luster, right? So... Maybe we're just uh, uh, jaded a little bit. Maybe just speaking for myself, maybe I'm just a little bit jaded uh, because of that, because we see them and we talk about these guys all the time. Maybe we don't see how good a Tyler O'Neill actually is or how good a Dylan Carlson is actually is. We tend to, you know, see all the, the problems and point out the issues rather than realizing, wait a minute, these guys are pretty good ball players. Um. He brings up that Fangraphs has the Braves projected as number one in runs per game at 4.67. Although he still has the lineup itself at number six behind the Cardinals. The Cardinals, by the way, in case you're wondering, at Fangraphs projected at number six behind the Braves, the Padres, the Astros, Blue Jays, and the Dodgers. And that seems to make sense. Those are great lineups, right? Um, clearly, the Cardinals offense is highly thought of. So I, I just thought it was interesting how others see the Cardinals heading into 2023. If we don't look through our St. Louis Cardinals goggles, the way that we, we always do, maybe we're taking for granted how good this team actually is because they didn't win a playoff game last year. I don't know. 
I thought it was interesting, though. We got news and notes from around the league, including another NL Central Division team willing to pay a guy over $20 million to go away. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Cardinals. What I want to talk about now, though, is betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, NHL, they've got it all at betonline.net. Thursday night football tonight, you've got the uh, Jags, who have been on quite a roll recently, playing at the New York Jets, who have uh, Zach Wilson under center once again, which makes it a meeting between the number one and number two picks in the 2021 NFL Draft. Lawrence went number one, Wilson went number two. Uh, Jets have been struggling, but are two-and-a-half-point favorites tonight, so uh, that game already underway. BetOnline.net's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Make sure to uh, check out Locked on Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked on's take of the day. Locked on Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So let's focus on the uh, NL Central today. We don't really talk a lot about these teams too much because there hasn't been a lot to talk about yet. You know, it's been one of the more quiet divisions in baseball when it came to uh, the offseason. But we got some noise today, specifically out of the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. The uh, Reds, they did some business today, making a couple of signings. First, they added former American League Rookie of the Year winner Will Myers, outfielder. Added him on a one-year, $7.5 million deal. He's coming off an injury-plagued season in which he hit just seven home runs. Posted a 7.13 OPS, which was his lowest since 2014. Um, a clear, low-cost target for the rebuilding Cincinnati Reds, who uh, cut loose their main right fielder from last season, Aristides Aquino. So uh, it looks like they will have Will Myers in right field. He'll have... Uh, Center field looks like Nick Senzel, former number two overall pick. Jake Fraley, probably going to play left field for those guys. Uh, those are probably the uh, starters in the Reds outfield with some, you know, other guys sprinkled in that aren't all that good, to be honest with you. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, if he if he pans out, you know, Great American Ballpark's a, a hitter's ballpark. If he ends up doing well, they can always flip him at the deadline like they did with uh, Brandon Drury and Tommy Pham. So, um Pretty good signing for, for a team doing what they're doing. Uh, the team also signed backup catcher Kirk Casale to a one-year deal. He was with the team back in 2018 through 2020. He's going to play behind Tyler Stevenson, who is a very good catcher, especially hitting-wise, but uh, dealt with a lot of injuries last year, missed over 100 games. But the big move that the Reds made today was actually a subtraction from their roster. They designated infielder Mike Moustakis for assignment today. And... Um, Moose, as he's known as, you remember him mostly from his years with the Royals, and then he was with the Brewers, and uh, finally with the Reds. He'll go down as one of the biggest busts in Reds free agent history. They signed him to a four-year, $64 million deal after the 2019 season. That was when he was in Milwaukee, if you remember. Hit 254, 35 home runs, 87 RBIs. Good numbers, but he never came close to that in Cincinnati. And I'm not talking about in a single season. I'm talking about combined all three years. Moustakis in his three seasons with the Reds hit 216 with 21 home runs and 74 RBIs in 184 games. Again, that's over three seasons with the team. And um, he still had one year remaining on that deal that he signed. So now 34 years old, 
they owe him $22 million in the final year of the deal, including the buyout for a 2024 option. So it's the second offseason in a row that the Reds are having to eat money on a long-term contract that uh, just didn't work out. Uh, they had to release another free agent bust. Remember outfielder Shogo Akiyama? You may not remember him because he hardly saw the field for them, but they signed him to a three-year $21 million deal and had to eat the remaining $8 million because they let him go last year. And now they're eating $22 million more this year for Mike Moustakis. So that's $30 million because I'm good at math. And um, they're doing it because they want to open up spots for more productive players. Wow, what a good idea. And here the Cardinals are with Paul DeYoung taking up a spot on the roster again this year. Hasn't hit over 200 in two seasons. No, let's keep him around. I know. It drives all of us a little bit nuts, okay? I think we're all kind of sick of the Paul DeYoung stuff, and everybody wants to trade him. And, and who the hell would want him? <laughs> Why? Who wants uh, a sub-200 hitter who lacks confidence and can play defense late in the game for $9 million? Come on now. Uh, the Cubs also made a couple of moves today, signing former Reds gold glove catcher Tucker Barnhart to a reported two-year deal. And uh, he actually spent last year with the Detroit Tigers, so you didn't hear much about him. Uh, there was some talk in the uh, offseason that Tucker might be somebody the Cardinals would be, in would be interested in to bring him in and, uh, you know, play catcher. Still, still can do it defensively, not much of a, an offensive threat anymore, but he was somebody that, um, I don't know, I, in my mind, I was like, what if, <laughs> just what if they uh, brought in Contreras and then had Tucker Barnhart back him up, but they're not going to get rid of Kisner. They're, they're going to stick with him. So that, that ship has sailed. So Tucker Barnhart, two-year deal to the Cubs. They also agreed with left-handed pitcher Drew Smiley on a two-year deal. So um, that's kind of the, the, the news going on in the NL Central right now. Um, nothing's really coming out of Pittsburgh as far as dealing their center fielder yet, Brian Reynolds. So uh, we're still kind of waiting on if something ever happens with that, but that would be a, a, a big thing to go down if or when it does happen. Uh, something big did happen late tonight, though. A former Cy Young Award winner could be back on the mound in 2023. I'll tell you about him next on Locked on Cardinals. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. It's not every day that a Cy Young Award winner becomes available, right? It was weird this offseason that you had both Justin Verlander and Jacob deGrom, both free agents. And uh, now we've got another former winner who could be available. An independent arbitrator has reduced Dodgers right-hander Trevor Bowers' 324-game suspension for violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy to 194 games, that according to someone familiar with the decision. The ruling essentially gives Bauer credit for time served 
He has not pitched since June of 2021 while on administrative leave and then suspended and reinstates him immediately. The suspension remains the longest for domestic violence in league history. So if you're not familiar with what happened with Trevor Bauer, he wins the Cy Young Award during the 2020 COVID year with the Cincinnati Reds. Has a great year and ends up turning that season into a three-year, $102 million deal with the Dodgers. He actually said no to the Mets, decided to go out west to L.A., be with the Dodgers. Had 17 starts. Wasn't bad. Eight and five, ERA under three. Um, he was doing good with L.A. And then Major League Baseball put him on administrative leave while an internal investigation was conducted into sexual assault allegations. Major League Baseball suspended Bauer in April for two full seasons after a nine-month investigation spurred when a woman filed a petition seeking a restraining order against him on June 29th of 2021. Now, there were a number of graphic details with this story that you can read for yourself. I'm not going to list them here on this podcast, so if you want to look them up, you can do that. But for what it's worth, despite all of the ugliness that went on in this case, Back in February of this year, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office announced that they would not be filing any criminal charges against Bauer related to these incidents, citing a lack of evidence. Okay? So he didn't go to jail for any of this stuff that happened. Okay? We'll see if any team is interested in taking a chance on him. He's still only 31, but the PR side of things will likely steer a lot of teams away. You know, and uh, before any of you even ask or get thinking about it, no, I do not think the Cardinals will look into him. I, I don't foresee that being a possibility or anything that they would even consider. But talent usually plays, right? So if somebody decides that uh, Trevor Bauer still got something in the tank and they're not worried about any of the off the field issues, it wouldn't be shocking if somebody signs him. But remember, the Dodgers still have to release him. So that hasn't happened as of this recording. So he's still got to get released first before he's free to sign with anybody else. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody takes a chance on him. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. Now make Locked on Sports today your second listen. My man Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world. And he does it in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked on Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. And please be safe out there. I know we've got a massive, massive cold front coming through the Midwest right now. Be smart. Be safe. Check in on uh, your older relatives. It's a bummer that it's happening right around the holidays, but also good excuse to bring everybody together and just kind of huddle around and stay warm for the holidays as well. So uh, I hope you're safe out there. Stay warm. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 